Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to Everyday Explorations, where we explore whatever's on my mind. I'm your host, Jen Zapla. Today, we welcome Francie. We will follow her vocational journey in the unexpected moments that sent her in new directions. Francie is a physical therapist who specializes in a variety of areas. She provides hands-on, individualized care. Full disclosure, I have seen Francie as a patient, and I can't say enough about her. She's a great PT and a great person, too. If you're interested in learning more about Francie and the services she offers, check out her website, www.therealpupt.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-Y-O-U-P-T.com. Hello, welcome Francie to my podcast, Everyday Explorations. So today there are a couple of different things that I'd like to talk about. I know for me, career can be such a difficult thing to find purpose in. I think a lot of us come from different perspectives. Some of us come from perspectives of having a really known purpose for much of our lives. You know, there's a kid you went to school with who always wanted to be a teacher and grew up and became a teacher and there's still a teacher to this day. But I think for many other people, finding our path and our journey, it changes throughout our lifetime. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and your journey. So right now I'm a physical therapist, uh, which means I have an amazing job. I get to make people feel better physically moving. I call it the real you, get back to the real you. So I love every second of my job. I get to be hands-on with these people and feel changes, let them know that there's changes and just make them feel better. All right. And how long have you been doing that? So there's two phases of that in there. So it's funny that you talk about, you know, changing careers. Yes, I had that major one, but I also had a mini major change when I went from a, a traditional PT to the PT I am today. So I've been a traditional PT since 1999, like 22 years, but I've only been doing this part of PT for the last six. All right. So you start out uh, as more of a regular PT. And was that something that you always wanted to do? Oh, no. Not so at this all. is my, no. So this is my second career. I uh, went back to college as an adult. So the first time around in college, I got two degrees, a psychology degree, and then a business degree. And I worked for five years in the business industry and thought it was what I was supposed to do. Um, eventually quit my job. How scary is that? went back to school for three and a half years and became a PT and got my MBA. All right. So you, let's back up a couple of steps there. So you, <laughs> what is it that triggers you to say, you know what, like, I think I'm going to quit and go back to school, just oh. be out there on a wing and a prayer. You know what? My husband was so in, part of that. Um, he, I, I think since I met him has always wanted to change careers. He always wanted to go back to school. Um, I always knew I would go back to school, but I was going back to school for continuing education. I was going back for my MBA. So they want you to do five years of work experience before you do your MBA. So I was right at that critical point where I was going back to school anyway, but I was going back for grad school. <laughs> and um, he just kept looking and he wanted to be a forester for a while. He has a business degree too. And he wanted to do this and he wanted to do that. And he just kept researching at the library, all these different options. So he came home one day with a book, what you can do with a psychology degree and hands it to me. 
I'm like, dude, I'm good. <laughs> You're like, I'm not even looking for a different job. Like, I was not. And, um, oh my gosh, I read this line about an occupational therapist didn't even stay on the right path. Um, and it was so me putting things together. I, I read this. I wish I could find the blurb again. I read this blurb and I swear to you, it was like, oh my God, that is totally me. And so synchronous moment, basically this, this paragraph or this text just comes to you out of the blue. You're not even really looking for it. And well, before that, you didn't I, think that you wanted to switch at all? Like that hadn't even occurred to you? Oh my gosh. When I graduated from high school, I knew there were doctors, lawyers, nurses, business people, and maybe something else. Like I was so sheltered. I didn't understand how big the world was. So my dad was in business. So I got a business degree. It was just the natural step. So no, yeah. I hadn't explored the world at all. I had never even been really in the medical, like I, I didn't have any issues. Like I didn't have any reason to want to be in the medical. I didn't, I've never had like PT issues. I don't think at that point, I don't think when I started PT school, I don't think I'd ever even had PT myself. So it wasn't that. Um, now there was some personal things that were going on at the time. Um, the company I was working for was called Fleet Bank and they were going through a terrible downsizing. And so there were some reasons why you wanted to get out of the business world at this point of time. It was during the one of the, you know, the, one of the recessions. And when I joined fleet, the money was flowing. It was so funny. When I first went to start, started there, um, I was in a management development program and I didn't have a car and they needed um, two people, I think, to go work at the United way. And they had no staff to send. So they just sent my entire management development class. <laughs> to go, which is great, except oh, for that I didn't have a car. So they just rented me a car. Okay, go ahead, rent a car. They have that oh, car for yeah. the entire time. Like, like the money was just flowing. And then the recession hit and then things started tightening down. And so they decided they were going to do this fleet focus. And they were going to get rid of, I think a third of their employees. I don't even know. Big chunk. And it was a horrible, horrible year. Like you could look around, I was at a pool of analysts and you could look around the analyst pool and you could say him, 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 him. But where do I fit into that rank? Oof, I had no idea. Um, it was much harder to place yourself in that pecking order than That's it was. Terrifying. And oh, it's it was. The anxiety of it too. Oh, like, it was, it was horrible. And um, they took a year to decide, oh. but that wasn't even the worst of it. The worst of it is I was not focused, <laughs> um, but- after that year, they told the people that were focused. Now there were some management, high level management people that just walked out the door that day. But for so many of the people, they said, you have to stay until we release you or you will lose your severance. Um, and guess how long they had to stay? Some of them stayed for one year. It was such a toxic environment. Oh my God, it was horrible. Because the people- have to stay in this job knowing that we're gonna fire you in a year. And knowing that, how hard do you think they worked? and how bitter were they? And oh my God, it was horrific. So that was going on at work. So that wasn't a positive thing. No. <laughs> um, I also had some um, personal things. So I had gone to a doctor, which again, I didn't go to much very often. Um, I think I just maybe had a normal OBGYN test or something and I had a false negative pap smear, which again, I had no medical knowledge at this point. So I'm like, oh my God, my pap smear is off. What does that mean? So I asked the nurse and she told me flat out word for word, 
it means you might never be able to have children. Oh my God. That's all she said to you. Like, that's it. Yeah. And now I know how common it is. And, but at the time I didn't know, I had no idea. And so I went home and she scheduled me an emergency ultrasound for the next day to find out what was going on, because this was life threatening. And, you know, at least that's why I perceived her. So I had this test the next day. So I had to, I went home for lunch um, from work, kind of clean up a little bit before I go to get this test. And I literally started crying, which I don't cry in real life normally, but I started crying. And shockingly, the stress level, I guess, I actually fell asleep at home. <laughs> Ridiculous. I missed the, I missed the test. Oh my God. I, I slept through the test. And so I woke up and I'm like frantic. I'm like, oh my God, I got to have to go in for this emergency ultrasound. <laughs> so I called back the office and the woman in the office is like, oh, you had a negative pap smear or positive pap smear, whichever way it went. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I, I have to reschedule my emergency ultrasound. They're like, oh, we'll get you in a week. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so then I had a whole week to sit on this stuff. So my husband and I decided we didn't want kids at this point or didn't know that we didn't want kids or we weren't really, you know, in the kid area. Um, but in that week she changed my life because in that week we decided we wanted kids. I had the greatest job when I was in business, um, box seats, you know, we were whining on dining customers. I mean, I had a great job, but they owned me. Um, and I kept thinking, oh my God, I can't raise kids in this, in, in this place. So I'm not sure which day he brought home the book, <laughs> but so here I am. You've been that whole time frame. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor's appointment, uh, the fleet focus. <laughs> crap. That is hilarious. So he starts out in, in one area thinking he's going to change. And then at the end of the day, you're the one who makes the change, but he sort of pushes you in that direction. It just He didn't push, but he was so supportive and he, it was his idea. <laughs> <laughs> but this is right now what you're doing, like working in PT. Is this what you feel like you're supposed to be doing? So if you would have asked me that, well, if you would have asked me that at Fleet, I probably would have said yes. If you would have asked me that if I first, when I first started in PT or the first 13 or so years of PT, I probably would have said yes. But oh my gosh, what I'm doing right now is so unbelievably me. But again, I didn't take the straightest path to get here. But the last six years, five years, the first year was hard maybe of my new business. But the last five years have been utterly amazing. I love every second of it. So it took you over a decade to get from this point of I'm doing this thing that I like to this is 100% me and my path and my purpose. So I did pediatrics, uh, PT, for maybe 12 or 13 years. I'd have to look. Um, and I loved it. I mean, I had a great time with those kids. Um, I made such a difference in their lives. It was amazing. But what's funny about kids is you don't get a lot of feedback. Like you test them quarterly and annually. And, and so you know you're making progress, but nobody else knows you're making progress. They don't see it. Their parents kind of see it. Um, so while I loved it, it wasn't quite as rewarding as what I do now now and and i'm obsessed i mean I, I know you've been a patient i don't know if you're going to divulge that you can cut that out if you need to but <laughs> I, I am so obsessed with pre and post testing and i am so obsessed with every session there has to be a change and i got that with the kids but i don't know that other pts and i don't mean to just the industry but i don't know that other people fight so hard for those changes and i'm obsessed all right so seeing the 
not just incremental progress, but actual real tangible progress over the course of an appointment is really the what's important to you as a PT. It drives me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, and it's so funny, the very few sessions that I don't have some sort of progress. And sometimes I'll have progress in other areas, but not exactly where the patients want it. That yeah. eats at me <laughs> and I'm, I'm terrible. So my, my appointments are supposed to be an hour long. Yeah. Um, they're scheduled for an hour and a half. Um, I almost always go over or at least to the end of the bell. Um, because I love it and I'm obsessed and I know with one more minute, I can get one more change, but there have, there have been a couple of times that I haven't made a change. And then I, I eat, sleep, drink it until, you know, and I, I'm constantly trying to um, just get better. I don't know. That's awesome though. Okay. But do you feel like this right now, what you're doing, that's your purpose. Like this is what you're here for. I totally do. I feel like, so I'm dyslexic, okay. um, which means to some people, you don't know your left or from your right. It's much bigger than that. Um, I'm a speed reader because I cannot spell. Oh my gosh. I, I'm the worst speller in the world because I don't see individual letters. I see whole words, which when you learn how to speed read, um, that's what they teach you. Cut out the those and the ands and all the garbage. And I've done that all naturally on my own. But again, I can't speed because, I, or I can't spell because I can't. Um, Phonetics, oh my gosh, forget it. If you were to, the worst nightmare for me is if you were to put me on a stage and have me read a hundred uh, high school graduate in class or something like that, like names, oh my gosh, like that's totally not my forte. <laughs> but I close my eyes. Now, dyslexia is a very visual kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I close my eyes and with my hands, It's almost like I see with my hands. It's so hard to put into words, um, yeah. but I, my hands are so, I don't know. They're, they're my, they're my way in They're I don't know. That's my talent. So, so seeing with your hands, whether it's through your job or just through anything like that's your purpose. No, I don't know. That's a good question. Things I haven't thought about. Um, I think that's what makes me a great therapist, but I also think I'm an educator naturally. Mm -hmm. um, I talk a lot to my patients and I want them to understand the how and the why. So I also have a psychology psychology degree, even though I can't say it, I have one. Um, and I've always teased that PT is 75% psychology. Mm -hmm. So if a person doesn't understand why they're doing an exercise or whatever it is, there's not going to be any carryover. There's not going to be any want need. And so I think the other thing I'm driven to do is get the person to understand because if they don't go home and, and do, I can't fix them in an hour a week. I need them to own this. And a lot of the homework I give is very, very simple, almost so basic you laugh, but if they don't do that homework, they're not going to stay better. They're not going to so I spend a lot of time educating people on how their body works and why this is important. And I feel like I get so many more results if the person understands the why. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's interesting, but you were talking about your psychology degree is really still being important and instrumental to your journey. So it sounds like you wouldn't necessarily, if you knew when you were 18, that PT was where you would end up, would you have changed how you got there? 
I would not. I think I needed the whole journey. I'm also the queen of efficiency. I am also a financial, like, uh, I guess that pre and post testing and a numbers person. So, you know, being a financial analyst for five years, I mean, that is like part of me. All of these pieces are part of me. The psychology degree is kind of funny. So I went in as business and I took the economics and I took the statistics classes and I was bored out of my mind. And yeah. I took some psychology classes and I'm like, oh my God, this is so much better. So I switched to psychology. But then I'm like, what am I going to do with a psychology degree? So out of kind of not understanding what, I think I, I, I got close to knowing what I needed to do, but it wasn't enough. And I switched back. So I actually, that's the two degrees. So the first year in four years, I did get the psychology. Degree. I can't say it today. In four years, I did get the psychology degree, but in five, I got the business degree. Mm. So yeah, I, I kind of maybe gleaned a little of it. I knew what was out there was more than numbers. I'm not sure. So you had maybe a, a taste of it at some point. Yeah. Maybe that's what drew you to that blurb in that chapter of that maybe. book. But the blurb in the chapter was like the person who puts the, all the presents together at Christmas. It was like this, it was so oh, like such, I wish I could find it again. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could find it again because I obviously that and this nurse and just changed my life. But hopefully for the better. Oh, absolutely. So I now have twins. <laughs> so she was wrong. Um, it ended up being a false negative. So I, uh, again, I didn't really know if I wanted children. I think what I told my husband when I met him or when we were you know, thinking about having kids is you might get one. <laughs> like, I was so noncommittal on kids. So thankfully I had twins. So he did get one pregnancy, but got two kids out of it. Um, but yeah, kids was not my uh, big plan. But I will tell you that uh, in all of my research, in all of my um, work, it all comes back to my family. My family definitely comes first. My husband and my boys and my dog, um, but Aww. they are at the forefront of everything I do. So uh, while I love my job and I am totally obsessed with that, um, my family is always at the forefront of my mind. And I almost didn't have kids. So what are the chances of that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess it's funny, but we all end up where we end up. Yeah. Now you said a couple of different things that I, I was thinking about in the last few sentences here. Uh, one of them being that, well, I guess I shouldn't say sentences in this, in the course of our conversation, one of them being that you feel like you're hundred percent, you know, exactly doing what you want to be doing, but you've also said that you're a person who likes to continue to learn throughout and develop. So how do you find that element um, to incorporate? Do you find that you're always like, you're the best version of yourself now, but you keep growing to be a better version or what do you? My job is growing. I learn with every patient. I, they, everybody surprises me. And um, I go in with plan A, plan B, plan C. And then by the end of the session, we're at plan G or whatever. So I never... I don't have to know. I know that sounds weird because I'm obsessed with education, but I don't have to know. I have to follow. Does that make any sense? Like I'm following what the person's body wants me to do. So I'm learning at every session. So again, my work, my daily minute by minute work is such a feeder to me. But then outside of that, I am such a reader and I'm kind of obsessed with that too. So I, I don't like to read one book at a time. I prefer 
three or whatever, multiple books going at the same time. And I like merge their thoughts together and I'll pick up one and I'll read part of it. And then I'm like, oh, but wait, how does that relate? And so um, I'm a ferocious reader. Um, love continuing education. I love people to feed me. If, if I go on vacation, I want a docent to feed me. If I go to, you know, I don't want to recreate the wheel. I want other people to make it easier, faster, more understandable. And once you get that one person that just feeds your soul, I mean, there's a couple um, adjunct fac faculty and uh, classes. I mean, I will follow these people to the end of the earth. I will take everything they're willing to give me because they speak my language. And when you find those people that just reach you on that level, um, I stalk them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just professionally, not professionally. stalk them on, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So you, do you feel like your job itself or your work will continue to develop? As every day, every, every session, yeah. From the beginning to the end of a session, yeah. Um, just on an individual patient level, but also on a, um, you know, like a broader level. And I keep bringing in, so I don't stay in my silo. So I, I describe silos as, you know, there's chiropractors and PTs and, you know, all of these people that are trying to do similar things. And mm -hmm. I never stay in my lane. Like I, I did initially, like I, I kept a lot of my continuing education in the PT realm. Um, but I do a lot of classes in business. I do a lot of classes in psychology. I do a lot of classes in um, odd stuff. Like I, I go on these huge tangents where I want to know everything there is about acupressure. I go on these huge tangents about, oh, what can I learn from that? I'll go, my kids had, a, had vocal lessons. And during the vocal lessons, she would say something. I'm like, oh, after a class, I need to ask her about that. Cause I feel like you can learn from everybody. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many people that know so much. And if I just scratch the surface of what they know, I can bring it back to my patients. Yeah. And figure out a way to incorporate it in your own life. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Tell me if you were going to give advice to someone who's still looking for what they're supposed to be here for, maybe they don't feel that same connection. How would you recommend they find it or what would you recommend they do to find it? I think I would just try the biggest variety of things that you can. And when time evaporates, like when it just, like you just wake up and three hours have passed because you're so interested and invested and you're getting close, right? Those, yeah. that's, I think time time changes when you're in that zone, if that makes any sense. So you so find the zone. Try, huh, say it again. You find the zone. You do. You do. So right. just try as many things as you can. Try photography. Try, I mean, whatever it is, just try. And, and there's so many ways to get out there. Um, you know, the local school districts will have those continuing education classes, um, books. I mean, I, I'm obsessed with books, but whatever it is, just keep trying different things. And when yeah. you notice that time evaporates, uh, then you dig deeper there. Just keep following that. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's some, that's some good advice. I know it's hard to do. I think a lot of people are so stuck in their, their own world and it's hard to have time outside of, I have to have this job to pay the bills and I have a family I'm trying to, to raise children and do whatever. And it's hard to like have any time to, I think sometimes explore, but I think we all have at least a little bit. So I think that, when you're the best version of yourself, you're giving more to your 
patients, clients, family. Mm -hmm. So I know as women, it's hard to invest outside, you know, and when my kids were younger, I mean, my kids are 19 now, so I'm in a perfect spot. They're in college. Um, they've been independent, um, taken up golf. I mean, my gosh, thinking about golfing for six hours a week, like that wasn't even in my venue. Like I couldn't do that. Um, yeah. So once, you know, the kids kind of become a little bit more independent, you have a little bit more chance to do that. And I went back to school before I had my children. So again, that was a little easier for me. Um, But uh, I think that you still could go to a pottery class. You could still go to some of the crazy painting classes. You still can have an hour or two or something um, because when you get away, what heart uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. I do think that, and my kids are funny. So my kids are freshmen in colleges, college right now, colleges, because they're both at different ones because they're twins, but um, they're so much happier to come home. I mean, the, the bickering and the <laughs> stuff that happened as they were leaving, um, they come home and it's, it's a totally different relationship. And so I think that again, rather than being there 20, I don't think quality of time is the same thing as quantity of time. Yeah. Even though we think it is, I think if you can step away and do something for yourself, give yourself permission, you're going to be a better mom. You're going to be a better person. You're going to be a better, I don't know. I think we have to invest in ourselves. I can relate on some levels. I know I moved away from the area for a while when I graduated from college and coming back was such a different experience. It definitely changed my relationships while I was gone, Mm. you know, with all of my family members or friends and coming back, you know, it changed again. Like every time you go through these transitions, like it changes, but there, in some ways, I think I have a deeper quality relationships than I would have had I remained here the entire time. Mm You know, I lost some of that time with them, but now I know what to value in those relationships and how to value it in ways that I probably would have taken for granted had I not left. Perfect. That's my similar experience and whatnot. Well, Francie, is there anything else that you would like to share today? I can't think of anything. I just, I think that I'm still kind of stuck on the idea that we should invest in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think as women, I think that is so hard. We're so busy and there's always another job. There's always another job. There's the dishes, dishes are always piling up. There's always so much we can fill our time with, but rather than there was an experiment um, that I saw um, and I do sometimes it's um, a jar, right? And you've got the, um, I use corn, uh, corn kernels like a uh, popcorn and I use uh, walnuts and so choosing what those big rocks are some people do rocks and sand but choosing what those big rocks are and figuring out where you're going to invest your time the sand will always be there but if you try to push the sand in first and the rocks in second they'll never fit yeah but if you go through and put the rocks in first and then fill it with the sand you have more time than you think you do. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I think that I can understand that as well. There are definitely moments where you put off doing stuff because 
it seems like it's going to take too long and then you do it and it actually just took you five minutes to send an email or sign up for something you put it off because it seems like a chore or some work to do but the second that you do it it was actually really easy and then you commit and once you're committed it goes more smoothly yeah. And figuring out, taking the time to figure out what those rocks are. Is it family? Is it some time away from family? Is it, you know, what are, what are those rocks? Where are you going to invest the bigger chunks of your time? And then maybe Facebook, we're in a society right now where you can hit play another episode of on Netflix so fast, or it'll just start in five <laughs> seconds too, right? So yep. you go downstairs and time evaporates in these little things. And uh, a week or so ago, it was uh, non-electronics week. <laughs> I, I thought that was such a fun idea because sense of COVID, huh? That's a legit thing. It was. It was a non-electronics week or something. I heard on as my radio went off, and I laughed because um, during COVID, I've been. I think I've watched more TV in my life during COVID than I have my whole rest of my life. Like it just felt like it was um, easy. A lot of other thing to do, right? So um, I'm, I'm back to books watcher. and other things. Say it again. I'm not a TV watcher. I used to not be. I don't know what happened, but during COVID, it definitely, uh, we started doing series. <laughs> yeah, I think I watched some at the beginning, particularly it was just a good escape, something you don't have to think about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It was time with my husband and I don't know, we, we didn't get out of it as quick as I would have liked to. I wish I was smarter like you, but. <laughs> well, you know what? Now there's time to redirect. Absolutely. Well, now there's nice weather. So there's yeah. no chance we're going to be in the basement watching TV. <laughs> Get outside. I agree. All right. Well, thank you for taking some time to join me for my podcast. I appreciate it. This was fun. I loved your questions. Thank you so much for. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. Hope you'll tune in next time to find out what's on my mind. Don't forget, if you're interested in learning more about Francie, check out her website, www.therealupt.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-Y-O-U-P-T.com. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out next time to find out what's on my mind.